Thanks for tuning in to JR's Hunt for Life Suicide Prevention Podcast, Safe Talk, with Jenny Hunter and Billy Floyd, where there are no judgments and talk saves lives. What's going on, everybody? This is Billy Floyd here, live. We're talking safe talk. You know the deal. I got my partner in crime, Jenny Hunter, on the line, my co-host here, the star of the program, Jenny, what's happening? Billy, so good to hear from you. Everything's good on my end. Is it good on your end? It couldn't be better. We're doing everything that we have to do to make our dreams become our reality. We're with all the right people. We're talking all the positivity. And obviously, we're here right now trying to help people. We're going to change some lives. We're going to save some lives. We're doing it big here on Safe Talk, and we want to make it clear, as we always do in the beginning of every episode, that we want people here, all our listeners, everyone tuning in, to be a part of the program if you wish. If you have questions, if you want to be a part of the conversation, you want to throw us a comment, anything, please. Know that you can hit me and Jenny up at any time. You can email me at williampeariedfloyd214 at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at OneBillyFloyd. You can Facebook me, TikTok, same handle. You know the deal. I'm all over the place. You cannot miss me. Jenny, why don't you tell the people where you're at? You know, Billy, we're all over the place, too. Um... Let's see. My email is jlh35 at hotmail.com, and I encourage you to email me at any time. We are on Facebook. We have two pages. We have one nonprofit page and one confidential support group page. They're all under JR's Hunt for Life, as well as all the other media you want to look us up on. It's all under JR's Hunt for Life. You can message us through those mediums. You can go on the web, JR's Hunt for Life, send us messages. However you want to reach out, we are there and we are watching because we don't want to miss you. We ain't missing nobody. Perfectly said, Jenny. (laughs) We're all over. We're here for you. And that's why we're on this episode right here, right now, Safe Talk. And we're talking about terminology when it comes to suicide. Now, we had a great episode in our last episode, and we really dove into what's appropriate and what's not appropriate in terms of the terminology behind suicide. Like, for instance, Jenny, we really dove into why we don't want to use the word commit when we're saying, you know, commit suicide with the word commit, and there's other problematic words and they're pretty harmful on this topic it gets a little sensitive and this is something to really bring to light because I feel like for as long as I've been alive that's just kind of how we've heard it that's how they report it on the news that's how they tweet about it they say they committed suicide and we're trying to bring this clear that this really ain't it anymore so can you can you dive into that a little bit more to start this off Jenny Absolutely, I can. You know, now, now now our podcast is called Safe Talk. And it, that doesn't mean that we're just going to be safe talking about talking to people one-on-one 
or in a little group. But SAPOC can can transfer through any media, through any amount of people, and that's what we're trying to do is save lives through Safe Talk, however that can happen. So talking about suicide is a very important step in suicide prevention, uh, but that depends on how we talk about it, how we talk about mental health, how we talk about addictions or other things that lead to suicide ideation, and how we talk about those things we may be contributing to the stigma. And one of those ways is when we say the word or the expression committed suicide, so-and-so committed suicide. And now, and I'm going to go into some some stats and data also while we're talking today because there have been studies on this and the words committed suicide are considered problematic. It, it, from, from way back when it implies the act that suicide is a crime or a sin speaking uh, in religion. So the word commit deepens the emotional pain surrounding whatever it is we're talking about, especially with suicide. We do not want to to build barriers. We don't want to make that stigma any more harsh than it is. And we we truly need to understand and to listen to ourselves when we're talking about suicide because like I said, we want to save lives. And I know this might be a topic that other people are thinking, well, what's the big deal? Everybody's always said committed suicide. But that's because that's it. Um, historically, that's the words that have been used. And people are finding now that those words are not, uh, they're not true words. They're not appropriate words. They're problematic words, and they lend to the stigma. They actually lend to the number of suicides that are um, that that happen in our country. So, th- number two, let's talk about. And I love this. I found this um, uh, in one of the articles I was reading that the litmus test for talking about suicide is to substitute the word cancer for the word suicide to see if that sentence still makes sense or if it has a negative connotation. So so cancer doesn't have a negative connotation. When you say the word cancer, you know it's an illness or, or whatever it is it has. It is a deadly illness. It is something that everyone is working towards eradicating. And so we wouldn't say someone committed cancer or it was a successful cancer. We would simply say it was cancer, death, or died by cancer, or it's something that refers to their death by this disease of cancer. So when it comes to suicide, we should say it was a suicide death or a person died by suicide, or a person ended their life, or a person took their own life, or decided to leave this world, however we want, now it's not going to be soft, however we express that is not going to be soft, or uh, suicide is not soft, but we can soften the stigma by using 
non-problematic language. Does that make sense to you? I think that works perfect. The the limit sense, I, you know, I that's why I love being a part of this podcast. I mean, I love being a part of this in, for many different ways, but I really learn so much from you, Jenny, and I learned so much about this topic and such an important topic to really learn about. And, like, I'm still kind of mind-blown. Like, I never knew that saying the word commit suicide is so harsh. I remember being around you know, people who might have lost certain people and you just heard that word being thrown around so much. And now I really think back and it's like, man, like that word probably really stabs some people when, when they have to talk about it, especially when they have their own experience. I mean, obviously I'm sure yeah. you can speak all your experience to know that, yeah, that word stinks in the litmus test. I really, really like that because it, it makes perfect sense. You would never say committed cancer committed a cancer like it doesn't even fit the bill whatsoever and i know that you always talked about um you know the the dictionary definition for commit and and when you kind of dive into that as well it, it it even proves the point more of why commit doesn't make sense to use when we're talking about suicide right Right. I mean, the word command, it's one of the definitions means to, I'm going to read this, uh, means to carry out or perpetrate uh, a mistake or a crime or an immoral act. Uh, it, it commit rape, commit murder, uh, commit a crime. It's, it's just, it has a negative connotation. It is harmful. It is problematic. And it, it is not correct. It is just not correct because people do not commit a crime or a sin when they end their life. And that's what we're trying to uh, understand and trying to communicate that suicide terminology, historically, it's been full of stigmas. Suicide terminology, anytime we talk about suicides. It's full of stigma and it it is infiltrated with misinformation. The words that we use, it is a negative connotation and the outcomes uh, are negative and it it, it's all uh, defined differently depending upon uh, the purpose that you're trying to define it medically, legally, informationally, uh, when people, newsmen, news ladies, news people, other people just are trying to um, talk about and relay there was a suicide, when they use the words committed suicide, it it is, it is such a stigma-filled communication. And I'm going to give you a few stats. So... The lack of agreed upon uh, communication has, has has totally complicated people's understanding of death by suicide. So in the early uh, 2000s, there were some attempts made to um, change this communication and take the communication and put it in a softer way so that it did not imply criminal behavior or sinful activity. And it um, 
you know, it's just hard for me to talk about it because when, when, when our son ended his life and people, I, I started hearing people saying committed suicide and it did stab me to use your words. It did stab me right in the heart. And so I, I really, really like that these people started to come together and to try and change the verbiage um, around suicide talk. I, it's, that's not the only thing they were trying to change uh, to say commit suicide. And so, so some of the stats are in 2020, they did some research that actually demonstrated that stigmatizing and other verbiage commonly used in regard to suicide, such as reporting or sharing the method of suicide, led to a 13% increase in the national suicide rate following highly publicized or celebrity suicides. Now that, that, that just blows my mind to think that the way we share that information and the method that these people uh, used increases suicide by 13% nationally. I, I, I just, I, we need to change the way we talk about it. We need to change the way we report it or the way we share it. And also, there was a 30% increase in overall suicides. There was a 30% increase in suicides using the same method as that celebrity or that public figure. So it's two-pronged. In the sharing of the information and using the words committed suicide and then sharing the method of suicide led to 13% increase in the national suicide rate and a 30% increase in suicides using the same method as that as was shared or reported that is just that that I, oh my gosh what what are we thinking we all want to stop the stigma and to stop suicide but yet we perpetuate it simply by our talk. And that is what this program is about. It is about safe talk across many realms, across many media, across many methods of sharing, one-on-one, -on -one, in groups, media, nationally, however we share it. This is what happens, is we increase the percentage of suicides and how a person ends their life. And this is why we are addressing this terminology. We we are we want to save lives. We have to change our culture of how we communicate uh, uh the 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 taking of a life. We need to communicate it correctly and to in a way that we don't add to the stigma. I just, this is so, so important. And I feel like I, this is something that people don't even think about. I mean, I, I, before this happened to us, I truly, I did not even consider any of this. And like you said, Billy, before we started having this talk, you hadn't considered it either, right? 
Yeah, I don't even know how, you know, I would have considered it because no one's ever told me this. Like, no one's ever made it any kind of clear in any way. And I don't know how else we can can promote and share this besides, you know, talking about it. So here we are on this podcast talking about it back in the old K2 days in Wyoming when we were killing it on the show together. You know, we always said it. We always talk it. And now me and my friends, I mean, we've been this way forever, but we really put an emphasis, I mean, a real emphasis on say that. Like whenever someone says something powerful or something, you know, really special, meaningful, heartfelt, factual, our responses are like, say that. Come on, say that. Yeah, say that. You're right about that. Say that. Like adding a little oomph to like whatever they just said. We're promoting if you feel something, if you got to get something off your chest, put it out to the universe. Say it. And it goes for this, too. The more we talk about this, the more we say it, the more people could hear, the more people can potentially see what's going on and listen and be like, wow, like what these people are saying makes perfect sense. We just got to keep saying it. But in terms of, you know, making this more clear, like I wish it could happen overnight to where we can just snap our fingers and everybody can just go to back to never saying commit and saying everything that they should be saying when it comes to suicide. But obviously we don't live in a world like that. And I would never want to live in a world like that because I don't want it to be that easy. We want to work for this, but we keep talking about this, but like what else can be done? Like how can, how can other people help us or help themselves like push this message about you know, saving lives and, you know, respecting the way we talk about it by not using the word commit and focusing on other terminology. How else can can we um this? How else can people help us too? Well, you know, Billy, the way I learn is by experience and by when someone's trying to teach me something new, if they give me the back story on it and an understanding of why I need to do it a certain way, I remember it and learn it a lot uh, better instead of someone just saying, don't use those words. You know, I mean, if I have a reason not to use those words and if someone communicates that clearly to me, then I'm going to understand and then I will usually make that attempt to do it because now I understand it. Now I know the backstory. Now I know um, how to um, write a sentence with verbs and nouns and all those things. I understand the methods. I understand the construction of the sentence. It's not something that someone can just say, oh, you need to use a verb there. Well, why? I mean, I want to know why. And I think the more that we tell people the backstory and the history of things and the things that may result uh, from our communications, that is what lends to people understanding it and spreading the news and encouraging people to do the the right thing, actually, and not wanting to cause more suicides and more people to be distraught and families to be distraught because of the language we're using. And so we're going to go back to, there's been studies of suicide and the way we talk about it 
many, many, many years. So many years ago, actually, and this is in the United States, other countries would really do not use this negative connotation uh, like committed suicide. They use other words that aren't as harsh and that don't um, indicate a crime or a sin. It's just in the English language. So in the United States, many, 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 starting many, many years ago, the most common way of speaking about suicide was to talk of it being committed. That's when it started because religiously it was a sin. So they committed a sin, Uh, committed a death, committed a crime. And that that is not saying that we're blaming anyone for this. It's just saying there was this is how it began. And there was an article published in, in uh, 2011 that said, although committed suicide or uh, similar descriptions continue to be the norm in the English language, the phrase committed associates death by suicide or more accurately, death by mental illness with criminal or sinful actions. And that is how it started. It's always been spoken that way. And people just, they they haven't thought about it to change the terminology. And even though research, and there's been so much research on this, that research pointed out that this phrasing, committed suicide, became so entrenched in our English vocabulary that it, listen to this, gained a naturalness, which implies a deceptive harmlessness. That means it implies that um, it was harmless. And and that they're saying it was, it implies a deceptive harmlessness. And it's not harmless. It's not harmless. We just talked about 30% increase because of our verbiage and the way we communicate it. So our communications and our verbiage are not harmless. There are more and more studies coming out with uh, percentages of suicides and what the stigma uh, does when we, how that stigma is spread when we miscommunicate and we um, spread that miscommunication. So certain phrases and words can further stigmatize suicide. They can spread myths. They can actually undermine our suicide prevention objectives. They can, listen to that, they can undermine our suicide prevention efforts when we use words like committed suicide or we refer to suicide as successful or unsuccessful or a failed attempt instead of using the vocabulary died by suicide or they took their life or they ended their life so there are certain phrases and words that 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 further that stigma and it, it they hinder our trying to prevent death by suicide. And that is 
one of the main reasons that that is the main reason I do what I do is I want to prevent suicide. And so that is why we're talking about what we're talking about today. Because if we're not using the right verbiage and we're using communications that further that stigma and um, don't communicate it correctly, then we're not saving lives. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it makes perfect sense, of course. And I'm always just kind of whacked out hearing, like, ever using the word success when it comes to suicide. Like, when you say it was a successful attempt or they successfully committed suicide, I mean, success is such a powerful word. And when I think of success, I think of of championships, of winning, of happiness, glory, love, all of the greatness that comes with completing something special and, and doing something, whether it's by yourself or with a team or with a partner, whoever it might be. So the success one really makes my mind explode a little extra. Um, but it, it totally all makes sense, Jenny. And I love how we continue to spread this because the more we say it and the more that you really, you know, put it in your head, the crazier it just sounds. So I love how we're putting it out. I love how this is the big topic. And, you know, the past two episodes, I think, really went hard on promoting this message of ditching these negative words that have nothing to do with suicide and really focusing on what we can say to just make this more fluent, just to make it more probable. So there's not these other words that are just thrown into this mix for no reason. And it's unfortunate how that's been the case forever. But, you know, we're here to make that change. Pioneer behavior, this is what we're doing. And everybody's going to be a part of this, which is so great. And, you know, as we kind of wrap up this episode, you know, part two, if you will, on suicide terminology, Jenny, what do you want to leave us with? I, I don't know if there's more we can dive into for our next episode. We can always continue this for sure. But if this is the last time for now that we talk about suicide terminology, what's something you really want to leave everybody with so you know they really don't forget it as they listen to this last part of this episode? So what I'd like people to remember is there's, so many ways to save lives. There are many, many ways. You can save lives one-on-one. You can save a life by being in a group and uh, talking to a person. You can save a life by the way you broadcast uh, a death by suicide. You can save lives. And on this, this podcast we're talking about, we can save lives by the way that we report a death by suicide. We can save lives by not stigmatizing that reference any longer. We can all save lives by using our safe talk. Safe talk. (laughs) Talk saves lives. Jenny Hunter, another mic drop, bangers only, perfect as ever. I appreciate you more than you know. I love you to the moon, Jenny. This is a wonderful, wonderful conversation and a beautiful opportunity for us 
to help spread that good energy to those out there listening so we can all do our thing and we can all shine together. I love everybody who listens. This audience, this crowd means everything to us. Thank you so much. And, Jenny, thank you again for it all. Well, love to you, Billy, and love to everyone out there. And be safe and use safe talk. Talk safe live, baby. We'll see you next episode. You've been listening to JR's Hunt for Life Suicide Prevention Podcast, Safe Talk, with Jenny Hunter and Billy Floyd, where there are no judgments and talk saves lives. Jenny Hunter is the founder of JR's Hunt for Life, a suicide prevention nonprofit movement offering hope and support globally. I'm Billy Floyd. I'm a podcast host, a media broadcaster, and most importantly, a positive influencer. Sounds of Soul Music is courtesy of Fearless Motivation. Find out more about JR's Hunt for Life at jrshuntforlife.com. Org.